So for session three, we had a bit of an upgrade. Um, I started recording the audio and video separately, which was a good thing because on this particular session, I forgot to start the video for the first segment. So the first 30 minutes or so, the first segment, um, is lost. Um, so what I did on the video and what I'm going to do here on the podcast version is to just uh, recap um, the things that, that were missed. So, um, but first we'll hear the previously on that, uh, they watched in this session. That is in your ear and cuffed around the lower part right here. It will come off. And it kind of hurts when you really start pulling on it. It actually pierces through and meets with the earpiece inside of the ear through the cartilage. Probably the best thing we could do first is have you guys drink this, it'll clear your heads. Uh, I'd like to ask what is this? Okay. Um, He says, um, well, we just call it brain water. It's part of the process. I don't know the the science of it, but what what you've had done to you leaves huge holes in your mind. And you would basically go into a vegetative, catatonic, maybe even comatose state. If you were to accidentally drink a double dose, you would find yourself very tense, nervous, you would have a lot of energy, um, and and you would find yourself um, feeling, despite the energy, you would be feeling kind of um, lethargic and unmotivated. You'd just kind of sit there and boil in your own juices. Okay. But no permanent? No permanent damage. Okay. I want to in my duties to pay attention to see if there's any way to determine what type of surveillance equipment there is on board. Like internal surveillance. Like if you're being watched. Yeah. If so, is there a way where we could tap into that system? Ultimately, I would like to see if we could observe Jacks. Okay. Maybe one of us could like distract Jex in a uh, like in a cargo somewhere, or one of us goes into his off breaks his, into his office and checks like the papers, his papers and tablet. Does our TV on the ship pick up local news? Yeah. But yeah, okay. I think we should break into the office. I'll watch the local news. You guys go practice unarmed melee in the cargo bay. And when Jax comes back, you invite him to spar with you. That sounds like you guys have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I gotta make a quick run to the lab, grab some stuff, and then I'll head to the bridge. Okay, so yeah, they started the session by watching the previously on, and so they head back they, they head back to the ship. And they were approached by someone. He was thin, dirty, smelly. Uh, He had crazy eyes. He was missing a couple of teeth and missing an ear even. And he was wearing a t-shirt that says, how's your pork? And before they had a chance to react, he spoke. And so we're going to hear what he said to them. 
required talking, asking, baiting, trying to get them to talk. They won't talk. They answer to the aliens. They're not people. They're extra-dimensional beings. But I know, I know, they can't fool me. I know about the others. I know about the corporations. I know about the accelerated. He looks both ways. Mind control. Cult rituals. Bugs under the skin. Putting stuff in the water to control people. I hear their voices in the trains. I don't even take baths anymore. One was uh, under my bed the other night. He was invisible, but I knew he was there. I'm the guy they're afraid of. I know too much. I'm going to blow the lid off their whole operation. Traugott, Dulos, Ferris, Mikay, all of them. And I could use your help, but we can't talk here. They got microphones, cameras everywhere. The bookstore, dirt side. Meet me there. We'll go for a drive and talk. I can help you. And with that, he slithers away, nervously looking around as he goes. I wonder what that was all about. <laughs> what? That dude's on drugs or something. So. Been awake for a while. Alright, so <clears throat> after that they made it back to the ship. Um, Hera searched Jex's office while the boys sparred in the cargo bay, and Bardak watched local news in the galley lounge. Um, he was hoping to see a story about Dulo's corp. Hera examined an odd object on Jex's desk and discovered something alive inside, like a breathing piece of black furry hide. She did not investigate further. She also examined the papers in Jex's office. They were waybills, showing every Dulos shipment they'll make during their three-month assignment. Ten shipments, and they all turned out to be of very high value. And that's where we rejoin the video footage. You've investigated the papers. You've investigated the strange object that leaves the computer and the tablet. I want to, like, does it have a mouse? I mean, or, computer? or does it have a, like, yours, the sure, mouse touchpad thing? I'll, you know, move my finger across. Is it an open laptop or is the laptop closed? Um, I didn't say it's a laptop, but actually I... Oh, computer, you said. Yeah, it's kind of, let's say that the keyboard is kind of a part of the table and the screen is kind of a part of the wall, like in the wall. Oh, okay. So, um... Is there I don't anything know. displayed on it? It has uh, the Dulos Corporation logo and a password prompt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know the password. If only you had computer hacking skills. Oh, right. Maybe even a plus two in computers. I mean, whether or not you try to hack it, that's up to you. I'm just saying. Alright, I want to try to hack the computer. I, I want to call down to... Uh, Veronica's boss, is the coast still clear? Yeah. Is it? Yep. Is he down there yet? <laughs> no. 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 All right. We're still. Okay. I should be about almost done. All right. So you want to try to <laughs> hack it. Yeah. Give me 
a roll with your computer skill, and you might as well make a mark next to your computer skill that you used your computer skill. Four plus two is six. Yeah, um, you're thinking that um, sitting there trying to brute force the password isn't going to work. If you could get in through a network port or if you could get to um, the actual hardware of the computer, perhaps it would be different, but um, you don't see yourself hacking into this computer. Okay. All right. Well, and what is the tablet? Is the screen on? Is it... Um, you wake it up and it's not locked. It's the same as everybody else's tablet. It's got um, a library access for reading material. It's got company forms for reports and that sort of thing. It's got some uh, office apps. Um, so far as you can tell, it's the same as everybody else's. Are there any desk drawers? No. Okay, well... Is the thing in that round thing moving about yet? Mm, not any more than it was. And actually, the original description I wrote is, it appears as an irregular-shaped piece of thick fur hide. Is there anything else in, in his office slash quarters? No. He's got, I know it's not on the, on the map here, but not much is. Um, he's got, oh, nothing is on the office. So yeah, he's got a locker. Um, if you open it and look, you will find it just as uninteresting. It's got jumpsuits and another pair of work boots. Okay. Well, I think when I get out of the office, well, the uh, coast is still clear. Okay, so we'll say that you head down to the galley lounge where Bardak is. Bardak has been watching TV and He's got nothing. Never saw a story about Dulos. Um, do you guys want to go head down and update the uh, knuckle draggers? Well, I want to spend some time. So, I did discover there was a black box on the ship. When did you discover this? Uh, sometime. Last during time. the jump week. During the jump week. And I want to spend some time looking at it and see if I can set up basically a second black. I want to try to create my own system, or say connect to all the same feeds that the black box is connected to in a way that wouldn't disrupt the black box, but that I could also have access to that information. So I'm curious what kind of information is being fed to that. And I would like to have access to it in a way that would not disrupt the black box as of yet. Okay, so step one. Okay. Step one. What are you going to do? It's okay. you and Hero? I think so. It makes sense to do it together. So, um, I would like to start with what kind of... Well, I guess I'd be curious, could we kind of pull off the signal at the black box, or would we need to follow it back to the sources of whatever's being fed to it? 
Okay, um, and just because there's a tidbit that you left out, um, what do you see feeding into the black box? Can I double check? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is something your character would know. Many feeds from all over the ship, but nothing's labeled. Oh, but nothing is labeled? I meant Or to not say. all are labeled. Okay. All right. Okay. So some are labeled. I'd like yeah. to read the labels then. Okay. Well, if you do that, I mean, it's the, the basic stuff. There's um, a couple of feeds that come from the bridge and show... Um, what, uh, like you said, what course was set, um, what was showing up on the various control stations. There are feeds that are coming from uh, the cameras that point out the ship so that uh, you can, uh, the, what the, being recorded is what can be seen outside. Um, there are feeds coming from uh, the engine, uh, the engineering section that show the various uh, statuses of various systems. Um, I mean, all that kind of stuff that you would expect to see. Um, but then, yes, there are also some feeds that are unlabeled. I think we should prioritize the unlabeled ones. Okay, and what would you uh, like to do? I'd like to try to, like, I don't know, either attach something where I could pull the feed to from the wire, I guess, or from the connection. And you guys are an engineer? Yeah, or okay. wherever so it is, I guess. How about if we say you go to one of those stations in engineering and you start um, hacking around. Um, here's what we will do. Um, and can I determine by the type of wire cable what type of feed it is? Ooh, okay. Like HDMI or is it? Right, like, yeah, Firewire, RS-232. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the two of you, since the two of you are doing this together, I want you to give me an engineering. Okay. And I want you to give me an electronics roll. Alright, so with my mod, it's 8. Or 10. The same. Ten. Ten. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So, one of these um, feeds that's unlabeled, you managed to actually get it to... Um, um, print out or print to screen visually, and um, you see little blips. You see two little blips in engineering, and you see two little blips in the cargo bay, and those in the cargo bay are moving around. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's showing where everybody's at, so yeah. he probably knows that I was in his office. <laughs> if he reviews it. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's internal sensors at least that show. Okay. Um, anything else? I mean, there's more in that feed, yes. Okay. So 
Um, this is just the data that you've managed to get it to display. Um, so, I mean, again, the reason I'm having both of you roll is um, I think both of you would have skills that come to bear on this sort of endeavor. So go ahead and um, you want to look more into this feed and see what else you can read off of it. Okay, give me two more rolls. Um, engineering and electronics. Okay, nine. Eight. Okay. Um, that's right, and you're ship systems, aren't you? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um... Yeah, um... Should we you, mark that we rolled by the way? Yeah, yeah, you went ahead and put a mark by computers, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, you've got to mark it with engineering. Mm. Okay, there's one part of the feed that you can't quite fully figure out until one of you says something to the other, and you realize that this is audio. Okay. All right. I want to. Is there a way that we could record this then? Is there a way that we could? What I want to do is I want. I'd be curious to record. And I want to say this out loud actually. Then hang it to me. Okay. What do you what, make of, of What I mean is I don't want to say it out loud to be recorded by the ship system. Oh, oh, I thought you meant you didn't want to say it at the table. Well, all the stuff we've done so far is recorded on the feed. Me so, breaking into the office, getting into his computer, us in engineering. <laughs> is there a way we can delete it? I mean, he's going to obviously know yeah. that something was deleted. Can we delete it? That's a good so far, all you're seeing is a live feed. Yeah. It's and probably you know being written in the So book. maybe he already knows. And you know that it's going into the black box. Or maybe he doesn't know. Maybe they're keeping tabs on him, too. Oh, maybe. He might not know any more than we do. Well, you could blast the black box. <laughs> so it's disabled and you don't know forever. See, I don't feel, at this point, I don't feel like the game has started until Bosk has suggested we destroy it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, anything we find, I mean, we could probably retcon it and say anything that we find we don't discuss until we're dirt side. Yeah, I mean, you guys I mean, it's like, going to be an open area. I mean, there's okay. not really going to be any listening devices like there would be on a space station. Okay. Yeah, you guys could be like, I mean, when you figure out what that feed is, you go... Yeah. Well, we, we're running the feed into our computer, and so we just need to record record that data. And record it onto... On, we're going to have to record it onto some computer. So, uh, is there a way to transfer it to a personal tablet? Is it something that... That would be ideal. If not, is there some kind of like garbage system that we could dump data that no one would notice? I'm some system that's recording tons of stuff that no one would ever notice if there's extra data. Probably like sensors or some kind of like video feed from the outside. If that's recording all the time, there'd be so much data there, people would probably not even think about it. Okay. 
So um, right down on there on the back, um, private, secret, feed, storage, whatever. Um, it's right about now that all of a sudden, all of your comms, you hear uh, the voice of Jax say, um, if you guys aren't at the ship, head there now. Um, we're going to meet at the ship and uh, go dirt side. Okay. So what do you guys need to do? Uh, get out of engineering. Clean up any lingering evidence, yeah. Hopefully, I put his office back the way it was. We'll go sit in front of the TV. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, what's up? And leave the. Hey. Uh, yeah, you're forgetting somebody. We could go down and watch them spar. That maybe even looks less suspicious. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, we'll do that. Alrighty. So, a few minutes later, Jex shows up and um, he. Seems to suspect nothing whatsoever. Um, says something about, uh, looks like you guys are having a good time, but uh, it's time for us to go make some money. He goes over to a control pedestal. So yeah, he goes over there and hits a couple of buttons and the back, the ramp starts to uh, close up. And um, everybody needs to uh, head to the bridge where um, you guys are going to... Let me bring back the bridge sounds. It ain't that one, it's this one. Um, you guys go up to the bridge and you are going to exit the spaceport and head for the low port. Okay, so um, everybody takes their stations and um, let's see. Um, yeah, everybody takes their stations, and um, Jex says that he's going to take the comms, um, and, uh, but he just does it through his earpiece. He's standing there in the middle between all of you, and um, he says, um, Reunion Station, this is DFT-7118, requesting permission to Come. leave. I know there's a better name for it than that, to, permission to undock to or whatever. And they grant permission, and the um, the door, the big door opens. So you guys leave the berth and exit the station. And um, actually, I, I should have had you roll on that, but that's okay. You can. What we're going to do now is we are going to fly from the space station down to the planet and land on the low port. And by the way, I was thinking about it. I do have a perfect way to describe low port for you guys. Ben Kenobi said himself, most Eisley spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. So if you were to visualize most Eisley, that would be about right. It's not a wretched hive of scum and villainy. They do have law here, um, but not all of them will. So um, give me a pilot roll and make a mark next to pilot. And a uh, nav helm? Uh, you don't have to navigate anything, it's just okay. flying, so... Oh, I'm sorry, nav helm, yes, and nav helm, my bad. Okay. I have an 11. Uh, that's with the modifier? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you pilot beautifully. Go ahead and make a mark next to pilot and nav helm. For some reason, when you said nav helm, I was thinking astrogation. 
So, my bad. So, you guys fly on down. Um, you land in um, our most Eisley kind of place. You know what, though? Yeah, actually, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So, you land, and um, Jax is going to do his thing again, where he starts... In fact, he starts showing you guys how to power down your station. How to turn everything off, punch in the code to lock it, um, tells you what the code is for your station, um, and how to, in your case, I would think, um, you do most of the actual powering down the ship itself, okay? So... We, we do rolls for that? No, no, this is easy stuff. The ship gets powered down, and um, he says, all right, everybody, let's go make some money. This is what it's all about. And he leads you all down um, to the um, cargo bay and punches the buttons on the control pedestal. The ramp starts going down, and when you look about... Uh, but we'll come to that after the break, because we are one minute away. Okay. Um, I know it's a little early, but uh, who's ready for chips and drinks? Sure. Yeah. So, we're all back? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we've got our Swamp Pop Praline Cream Soda that apparently we loved. It's on our favorite shelf. I don't remember it clearly. Um, and we got uh, Cool Ranch Doritos in our new um, Space Munchie Bowl. That's what I'm thinking of it as. The Della system. White Trash wins the lottery. No, that's not fair. They worked for it. But it's not the most sophisticated culture. Um, the very hot and humid capital city, Metroplex, is actually a massive sprawl of many large cities with an equal amount of high and low tech urban and rural, and plenty of crossover between the two. You'll see a country farmer driving a luxury car on dirt roads. You'll see businessmen blending their professional attire with the wide hats and work boots of livestock ranchers. Okay? So that's all I've got on it. It's, it's that kind of a place. So you guys step out of the ship into the low port. And it sounds a little something like this. There are vendors. There are ships flying over, landing. Um, again, if you're visualizing Mos Eisley, you're probably pretty close. Um, I'm also thinking of the ease down docks on Persephone in Firefly. Um, that you pass by the one and uh, this guy's grilling some meat on this big open grill thing. It's just a sign that says, good dogs. And here's the cages that have the dogs in them. So um, there's food. There are entertainers. There's, um, it's a lot like the, the, um, the star, the, the spaceport, um, except this one is on the ground. And it's a lot sloppier. Um, this isn't like a nice mall. This is like a big swap meet kind of a place, guys. So, now if I can find my place again. Okay. When you guys land and the big cargo bay door opens, 
there are some workers already waiting there. And they start hauling off some big crates that were in the cargo bay of the ship. Okay. Um, obviously, at the headquarters, you know, they didn't want to waste a trip, so they sent this was your first shipment, was dropping off this stuff. You hear somebody mention that it's 64 tons of industrial equipment. And Jex mentions that you are, as I mentioned before, going to be picking up 40 tons of terillium carbonic alloy to take to the Zub system, okay? And this brings us to what is actually the heart of the game. Um, this game, I'm playing it very story-driven, and a lot of people do. But um, what this game, Traveler, is typically all about is trying to make money from carrying stuff from one star system to another. Okay? What's going to happen here is going to happen a lot. If you guys come and play with us every two weeks for the next year, we will probably do this 20 times. So this is a big, big, big part of the game. The core of the game. Jax would briefly explain to you that um, every place we go, there is going to be a main shipment. There is going to be what Dulos is contracting us to carry. But we are also going to look for other freight jobs. And the freight jobs, you guys will split 10% of the freight fee. So people go to these starports, these spaceports, to hire essentially space truckers to carry their shipment from one system to another. So again, oh, but Dulos has you guys on a specific route. You saw the jobs written on the 10 pieces of paper. That is the route that you guys are going to take over the next three months. So, Jax explains some of this, and he walks up to a, a terminal that's, um, it's like every parking spot on this spaceport has one of these terminals in front of it. He walks up to the pedestal terminal and starts typing. And he's talking to himself, giving you an idea of how it works. He says, for hire, destination, Zub, direct. Departure time tonight or tomorrow morning. Estimated arrival, August 1st. Passengers, no. Freight, yes. Cargo limit, 42 tons. And he says, that'll put the word out. And we can charge express rates because the normal trade route goes the 4th before it goes to Zub. And... He sees a job already. You guys are working for Dulos, and Dulos has a good a good reputation with their freight work. Okay, so some of these rules are going to involve a reputation modifier. And right now, because you guys work for Dulos, Dulos has a plus two reputation modifier. Now, the day. Should the day come that you guys go independent, I got news for you. Nobody knows who you are, so all of these roles, you're going to be taking like minus two modifiers until you work up a reputation. This is important that you guys are ingesting this. Right now, you guys have a good... You're getting a plus two reputation modifier, okay? All right. 
first we're going to find out how many jobs Jet sees on the screen here. Bosk, give us that 1d6 with a plus 2 reputation modifier. Um, 3. 3 plus 2 is no, 5. No, it's 3 total. Oh, 3 total? Okay, we're going to, again, this time we'll give it to you, we're going to say it's 5. Okay, there are 5 jobs available on Jex's console already. Okay. Terra slash Hera. Roll a D66. Um, okay, so now we're going to roll out the next job. Okay. So, Eric slash Bardak, roll me a D66. Okay, 31. Alright, 31 tons of... Give me a D66. Uh, 43. Pharmaceuticals. Okay. okay. Where are we at now? I believe it's you, baby doll. Roll a D sixty six for the job number three. Fifty six. Roll again. 36. All right. 36 tons of... Wesley, give me a D66. Uh, uh, 45. Um, let's call it 54. Yeah, 54. Um, textiles. Um... Yeah. 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 And so how many jobs is that so far? Three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so two to go. You're up next. Okay, twelve. Twelve tons of... Uh, thirty-four. Um, liquor and other intoxicants. Oh, dear. Liquor? This is one of the few times in the game I get to roll. Um, 
It's 12 tons? 12 tons of liquor. 12 liquor. tons. Okay, 12,960 credits. Wow. 12,960? Yep. And for the final job, who's up? Um, Tara. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, Wesley. Yeah. Can you roll? Oh. Um, sixty-six. Okay, that is unusual cargo. Oh, For thirteen thousand six hundred and fifty. And we have forty-two. We have forty-two tons to spare. They are right now. When you look over, you see them loading up the forty tons already, and you have a total of eighty-two tons capacity. So everybody needs to look at this list and decide what jobs you want to take. Well, there's one that's the most profitable is the textiles. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Actually, she probably the and look, just look at it. I like the precious metal because you get the most money. But we uh, can't fit it. That is true. Yeah, we can't fit that on. Yeah, tell you what, why don't we add one more job? Because you guys had it done on the first one. I shouldn't have even allowed it. So, um, uh, whose turn was it? Yours? Yeah. 26. Okay, 26 tons of... Uh, 63. Um, 63, medical research material. Ooh. Eric hates it when they've got three words in them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why I said we needed somebody fast at typing. And see, we didn't need any math, so. Oh, right, and now I gotta do my roll. I think they look at my table over here. Oh, okay. Okay, um, For 27,560. 27,560. Yep. Now, if I needed to be clear about it, um, you guys can take more than one job. I mean, yeah. fill up your space. Yeah, well, okay. But if we take the textiles, we can't really fit another one maybe, of these maybe on there. Maybe we should take the medical well, research and the unusual. tons of unusual cargo, because then... That's the most profitable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you'd get like 400, like over 400 credits. 40,000 credits. That's probably where the math comes in. <laughs> yeah, but it is a decision that you all have to make together, obviously, so. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
It's not like I need one person with math. It's only a little bit more, but we might as well maximize our profit. Yeah. But I think we should do the unusual cargo in the... What was the other one? Uh, research. Research materials. Okay. I don't know how we're going to handle this in the future, but for right now, one of you needs to volunteer to write down um, what you, what shipments you are taking to Zub. So I'll be able to bring it up later. I don't have a place to take notes here. You could write it, you could post it to the Hangout, I don't care. Okay. Um... All right, so you guys are locked in for your jobs. Okay, so he's going to punch into the terminal thing that you guys are taking these specific jobs. Um, and uh, sooner or later, somebody is going to be loading up cargo. And then Jex says, um, Jex says, um, that he is going to again go take care of some business and you guys are free to wander around. Uh, how will we find out where the bookstore is to find that, go to that person that said... The crazy man? Yeah. yeah the crazy Maybe we man. should check him out in case he might actually really know something that would be useful. Okay. okay. I, don't, I don't know if we should, but... <laughs> So Jex has walked away. They are loading up your ship. And you guys are standing here with all this commotion you can hear on the speakers. And you are free and clear to navigate. What do you guys want to do now? Go to the bookstore. Think so? Yeah. You know, you couldn't help but notice when Jex walked away that there was three guys standing over there watching him walk away and kind of sneering at him. But then they just start talking to themselves, and so far as you can tell, Jax didn't even notice. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, I'd like to check out the bookstore. Anyway, regardless. So where is the bookstore? We don't know. We don't know. We can ask somebody. Okay. Is there someone more friendly looking than the three sneering men that would... Well, um, like on the spaceport, there you, you, you see less of them down here, but you do occasionally see Starport Authority security officers. Um, you, I'm sure you could ask them things. Sure. Okay. What, should we go and ask one of these guys where the bookstore is? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you ask ask an officer uh, about where a bookstore is, and he points and he says it's down that way, his little ways. Okay. So you guys want to head that way? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So um, you guys start going the way that the security people pointed you. Um, and let's see. As you're walking along, you're getting further away from the lab commotion. I mean, there's still the, the ships flying overhead and that sort of thing. Um, and let's see. So I guess you'd be walking along kind of watching for which building is the one that you're looking for. So this is sort of a narrower street. Shops on every side. There's, there's not much in the way of people out there shouting. 
Um, as a matter of fact, I have a note for this. Where is it? Oh, I forgot to tell you guys something very important. At the center of this... Uh-oh, I'm about to put that in the wrong hangout. At the center of this starport is a tower much uh, that looks much like the actual space station that you guys just came from. Walking around, you guys look up and marvel at this tower that is made to sort of echo the design of the space side port. Oops, I have to hit that button. Sorry. Alright, now it is going up. This thing is over Whoa. 600 feet tall and you're looking up and yes, this is much like what the spaceport looked like. The cylinder, the ball on top, the sphere on top, the dome on That's top. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you're in a quieter district. The sounds of the last area blurring into an indiscernible background noise. Um, there's still a lot of people, but th this area is filled with established stores. No rented vendor spaces, no street performers. The shops here include everything from high-tech gadgets to hand-carved wooden figurines, makers of fine chocolates, purveyors of delicate teas, along sellers of bulk ammunition and computer parts. Um, as you guys are looking around, you feel an incredible pain in the back of your head. Just me. Just you. And you fall over forward. And those three guys have followed you. And one of them, you can see by the big rock laying on the ground next to Bardak, <laughs> chucked a huge rock at the back of Bardak's head. Oh, did I lose consciousness? That's a good question. You were. Here's what I want you to do. Take one of these colored wow. dice. Colored dice. Yep. Okay. Roll one of those with your black, one of your black dice. Now, if the black die is greater than the colored die, you are still conscious. Okay. I can't see it. So you are still conscious. Okay, but I am positive that you ain't feeling good. These three guys assume a fighting stance. What happens next? I'll throw the rug back at them. <laughs> okay. You. So, you guys want to swing into action. Let's see. I need to pull this up. I'd like to ask Hera for medical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> So, I gotta explain something here. So you guys jump in. Punches, kicks, blood, pain! Wait, wait, wait. Let's slow this down. Everybody's gonna get a turn. And this turn is only gonna last like two or three seconds. Okay? So we're gonna take whatever happens over the next minute or two, a little minute or two, and we're gonna slow it way down. Because I'm assuming you've never played a tabletop fighting kind of a game. So, we're going to take things nice and slow. I need 
everybody to give me a 2d6 plus your combat modifier. In other words, oh, minus three. <laughs> minus three. Alright, guys. Seven. So eight. and I have an eight plus one would be um, nine. Um, I looked at the various source books, and I didn't like the way any of them did combat. So I invented my own system. Um, so again, since everything is slowed down at the moment, you're laying on the ground, um, not quite unconscious. Um, we're going to say that these two turned and assumed a fighting stance, and Boss comes up first. Are you sure what you want to do is throw that rock? <laughs> okay, so, you do not have a weapon skill for throwing rocks, so we <laughs> will give you a zero. Roll me a 2d6 with no modifier. Uh, 12. Well, he's good at rock throwing. Wow. Okay. So, we're going to say there is bad guy one, bad guy two, how did you know? And bad guy three. So, we will say that you hit bad guy one. Uh, whoops. So I put the note on bad guy too. Um, and uh, it hits him in the chest. And he kind of recoils a bit and looks up at you. And now he's really angry. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you guys have for um, combat? It's a zero. Okay. Um, and yes, oh. both of them have a note with weapons. Their weapons plus two grants an automatic zero for all weapons of any kind. And that includes a on arm. Okay. And it granted it for his using a rock as a weapon. And what we are doing here are opposed roles. Uh, we're, we're kicking it old school. We're going back to the D&D I used to play when I was your age, okay? Where one guy who makes the attack rolls, but the guy who's being attacked rolls as well. Um, and so I rolled a three. All he has to do is beat my roll. He didn't beat it, but I forgot to add in my combat modifier, which gives me a four, which means that your punch did not connect. And bad guy three um, was going after Baronix. Roll me a defense with your combat modifier. Eleven. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he somehow misses you completely. Let's say, no, this is defense, so let's say you blocked it. You got your arm up and you blocked that attack. Now, Bardak, you, see, now I'm getting hot. Bardak, you are up next, but the first thing you gotta do yeah. is pick yourself up off the ground. Okay. So, um, let's see. Um... Why don't you do the self-opposed roll thing again? Choose a colored die, roll a black die against it, and if the black die is better, um... Oh, it is. It is? Okay, yep. so we'll say you manage to get up to your feet. Okay. What would you like your to do now that you're on your feet? 
The options would be things like get ready to fight, um, run away, um, wish that you had done more with your life. What, what do you want to do now that you've taken your, gotten to your feet? Mm, so, is there, there isn't really anyone to ask for help from. No, this is a, Pretty anybody who saw this going on that was there, they, they ran away. Okay. They don't want nothing to do with this. All right. Uh, I guess I will at least prepare to defend myself. Okay. Um, so, now that you are on your feet, we have got... We've still got three guys who are very healthy, but um, one, uh, the bad guy one was at least uh, hit with the rock. <laughs> do you want to... Um, attempt to do something toward him? Do you want to just assume a defensive posture? What do you want to do? Do you want to um, try to protect Hera? Um, what do you want to do? Throw another rocket. I think I'll assume a defensive posture and wait for my opportunity. Okay, alright. So, on your next turn, since you are taking a defensive posture, on your next turn, um... No. The next time somebody tries to attack you, um, you can have a plus two on your defense roll. Okay. And I'm making it your job to remember that. Okay? Hira, what would you like to do now? Um, you've got these two who are throwing themselves into the fray. You've got him that, uh, pardon me, is wobbling a bit, um, but he's in a, in a defensive posture. Uh, what uh, would you like to do? Yeah, I'll just run over to the side for now, like behind them. Yeah, I'm going to stay behind whoever's in the front. Oh, stay behind. Okay. Well, because they're fighting them, so I assume that they're kind of okay. facing each other, so I'm just going to run to the back. Okay. Or at least stay in the back. All right. So, Baronics. So why don't you grab that rock? Baronics? Um, well, maybe Hero would grab it and toss it. To somebody. Um, Baronix, you are up. Why don't you lay into these guys and do some real damage? Uh, I'll, I'll punch um, bad guy one in the stomach. Oh, okay. In the stomach. Give me a roll. Okay, you had a successful hit, but we need to see how much damage you did with this punch to the oh. stomach. Roll me a 1d6. 1d6. Okay. Uh, Two. Okay, so this punch to the stomach. Um, oh, no. <laughs> let's see. It does a little, uh, like this, and he looks up at you. Uh, and which was it, bad guy number two? One. One? Okay, he already got hit in the chest with a rock. Now he got punched in the stomach. He has had it with you guys. And um, he reaches out to grab you by your ears so he can slam your face into his knee. Give me a defense roll with your combat modifier. Whoops. Okay. 
Eleven. Okay, so when he reaches out for your ears, what do you do? Maybe bring your your knee up into yeah. uh Okay, so you bring your knee up to connect with his um delicate areas. So give me an attack roll. Of <laughs> uh, the two D6? Yeah. Okay. Nine. Okay, so this guy reached out to grab your ears, and just as he gets a hold of the sides of your head, you bring his knee up and he goes, Go! <laughs> and falls over on the ground. And bad guy number one is, uh, is laying there moaning, okay? Um, he ain't getting up anytime soon. Oh, man, it's bio-break time, people. So we will... Uh, Freeze the action there, okay? Anyway, are we all back? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, whose turn was it? Oh. So, yeah, you had just um, incapacitated that one dude, um, turned him into a falsetto, and uh, so, yes, um, Bardak. All right. Does anybody look weak? Distracted, easy target. <laughs> well, they took that one down already, but we could say that two is bad guy two is headed over toward Bosk. So I would say you've got, huh? Is this bad? Not exactly, but I'll still call it an, an attack of opportunity. I'll even give you a plus one on your attack because he's semi exposed. Okay. Could I just like kind of grab him so that he is not so mobile so Boss can take him out? Like That is a great idea. You guys should work together as much as possible. So, let's see. Ordinarily, I would give you a... You got hit in the head, so you're dazed. Minus two. But we're going to do this with training wheels, and we only have one segment left to go. So, I already said I'd give you a plus one because it's an attack of opportunity. If you want to go and try to grab him so that Bosk can do some damage to him. Yes, give me your attack roll with a plus one. Okay, eight. You have a hold of him, but you don't have a very good hold. So, we're going to give Bosk an attack of opportunity now. This is very important. Not if he wiggles thing. away, he's going to take Bardak down, and Bardak is already weakened because of the rock to the head. So, um, I would uh, let Bardak blow on your dice when you roll this one, because you need all the luck you can get. Okay, I'll kick uh, him in the face. <laughs> in the face? Yes. All right. Crane technique. <laughs> you must be flexible. <laughs> All right, well, roll that kick for me. Oh, wait. The guy is being held. Plus two on your attack roll. Woo! Ha. Ha. Um, I get a ten, but including my plus two. Okay. Twelve. Ooh. All right. Give me a damage roll. That's a 1d6, and since he's being held, give a plus one to that. 
Five. Five plus one is six. Four, Four plus one is five. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to describe the bloody horrible thing that happens to this guy's face, <laughs> unless you'd rather describe it. Um, how would I describe it? Yeah. What, what, is, what did you just oh, do to this guy? What happens? I kicked him in the face hard. Did a, like, did a tooth go flying out of his mouth? <laughs> or right. blood came out of his mouth. Blood started spraying out of his nose. <laughs> yeah? What do you got? Um, nose just bleeding. Uh, there's blood out of his mouth and nose and teeth are, sh are shattered. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> So, this guy that you are holding suddenly goes limp in your hands, and he falls to the ground unconscious. There's another one eliminated. Okay? Alrighty. That leaves bad guy three. I think that that would bring it back to Bardak. Alright. Can I, like, trip him? If he's kind of not, you know, he's he's dazed. Bit. Yeah, he's wobbling a bit. Um, I can trip him and set him up for Fosk to so like sweep his feet. Yeah, or yeah, like crouch. Okay. All right, so you could sweep his feet, and he will, if it's successful, he will topple over Bosk's direction. So, um, give me that, give me that roll. Um, are you supposed to get any modifiers this turn? No, not anymore. Okay. Alright. Twelve. Woo! Um, and I gave him a minus two because he's dazed, and so you successfully sweep his feet. He topples over in such a way that his head is two feet away from you. He's like, boom, landed down this way. What are you going to do about it? Kick his head. Kick his head. <laughs> Alright. So, he, <laughs> right? uh, he lands over with a hoof and has just enough time to look at you as that foot comes swinging in his face. Give me a roll. You guys are very violent. Yeah. Well, the first one was the front. Uh, do, I, what, do I use my combat modifier? or? No, combat is for defense. Okay. In this scenario. Four. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you weren't ready to act in such a way. And when you kick, your foot goes nowhere, and your other foot kind of tries to go with it, and now you're wobbling a bit. You're kind of, whoa, 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 like that. And I just literally hit my head on something. Um, so you kind of, whoa, 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 go like that for just a split second. Um, you probably keep your feet, though. Choose a colored die. You're going to roll against yourself. Oops. Yeah. Uh, uh, the was successful. Yeah. Okay, so yes, you successfully keep your feet. Baronix. Um... Now, I've completely lost the order, but that's okay. I didn't want to do this like a D&D battle. Um, Baronix, what are you going to do about this? The dude is still laying there on the ground if you act fast. Ooh. I'm going to stomp on his face. <laughs> 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 uh, I would, uh, uh, go on one knee 
and give my fist on to his Okay. Alright. Uh, give me a roll for that and I'll let you have a plus one. You're new at this, aren't you? <laughs> no. Yeah, we've been playing these games for a year. That's why we set up a dedicated corner for it. Because August 1st was one year we, since our first game. Eight. Okay. Um, all right. I do my best. All right. Successful hit. Um, I won't make you roll damage. We'll say that that dude just goes limp. He is unconscious. So everybody's on their feet, probably dusting themselves off and that sort of thing. I probably need a bandage or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, anything else anybody uh, wants to do? Okay, somebody pick up a bad guy to search. Uh, bad guy one. I'm not bad, searching anybody. Bad guy three. I'll search him. I'll search I can, him. I can practice looking. investigation. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, so you want to search bad guy one? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like the ringleader. <laughs> By the, the name. <laughs> okay, so... um. As you approach him, he's the one that wasn't unconscious. His foot flies up and connects with your stomach, and you double oh, over. <laughs> he has a he is apparently feeling uh, a bit better. Um, I'm gonna punch he kicks you in the stomach, and you double over and kind of fall over. You know what? I'll let I'll let fate decide. Give me a, a pose. No, no, no. Give me a choose a colored die and pose yourself. Five, three. Okay, so you managed to keep your feet, but you're certainly not going to be singing anytime soon. Okay, so for a moment, you you got the, the wind knocked out of you. Okay. I'll, I'll um, punch. Can I punch him in the face? Well, now he's still... Uh, you mean punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> that I won. Oh, Maybe. the guy who's laying on the ground. Yeah. Well, that'd be a tough punch Maybe in the we face. should retreat. No, no, no. Kick him in the head. Stop on his face. Stop <laughs> on his face. Man, you're raising a little serial killer here. What's going on, man? Don't kill him. He's not serial killer. As bad as what this when one When he has so. puberty, you're going to have to chain him up. <laughs> um, okay. It's a good thing he doesn't have any bombs with him. <laughs> All right. So um, give me a roll for that stomp on his face. <laughs> Uh, I have an eight. An eight? All right, you stomp on his face. Um, do, do you want to tell us what that looks like? Would we rather not hear the gruesome details? Um, let's say he went limp and he's definitely not going to be... Uh, uh, do you want to ask your friend if he's okay or anything? Yeah, sure. Okay, why don't you ask him? Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now he can check him without being. Okay, so yeah, you want to search bad guy number one? Not anymore. Okay. I'll, I'll search. I'll search bad uh, we, we don't need any rolls. I'll just tell you what you find. And, and this is good. I didn't even think about you guys going through their pockets. Um, all three of them have 
a card in their pocket. Does it have like a name on it or anything? Nope. Um, it has a barcode. It has a long string of numbers, and that's all it's got. It's a credit card. <laughs> this is my GM face. Mm. Mm. I, don't, I don't think we should take it. No. Wait, this is their problem. If they had like cash on them, I would. Take it, but who knows if this is like it connected. It might be an ident card or something. Yeah, it could be connected to them in some way. Well, it could be a and if we card. use it, we could be arrested. Be this is where I sit in silence, and you guys figured out for yourselves what you want to do about this. Maybe we should just show it to Jex and see what he thinks. And then that should be an interesting story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we should leave it. Leave them. Leave them unconscious. We were attacked. Yeah. We haven't broken any laws yeah. yet. All right. Where are they? So, you're going to uh, keep on heading for the um, for the bookstore, I assume. Yep. Okay. So. Uh -huh. Does Aaron have a bandage or anything? Oh, right. Let's uh, talk about some medical stuff. Now, no, you would not have any medical stuff with you. No. Um, but you could um, perhaps have a look at the wound on the back of his head. I, I will say the wound on the back of your head is negligible. Okay. I will say there is, uh, uh, the, the, you look at it, there is a little cut, there is a little bit of blood, but I mean, you were on your feet a moment well, later. Well, head wounds bleed a lot. Yeah, Even I know. Just little. Yeah, but, uh, I'm trying to work with what we got so that he doesn't, you guys don't have to do a bunch of side <laughs> stuff to try to take care of it. So, I'm going to say that there's, there's a little blood, there's a cut, he, you know, he's going to have a bump on the back of his head, but... But it's not uh, if someone explains to the police, they might find you with that, and like someone could have told you that what well, what happened. And yeah, but we're gonna leave tonight or tomorrow morning, and it'd be nice just to kind of. Hey, you guys just figured out why security isn't even here yet. It's because of the big commotion going on down at the end of the street, and you definitely see security headed for that. Um, and, uh, now that you stop and think about it, during the fray, you did hear a loud sound during this fight, but you had other things to think about. Perhaps it was even like a gunshot. Oh, dear. And there is a crowd gathering. I think we should, we should go, go over it. there. Is it the direction we're going to the bookstore? Yep. Okay, then we should go. Yeah. Okay. And you are among the first dozen or so people to get there, and this is also gruesome. There's a guy laying in the street. Looks like a shotgun blast to the face. And despite the blood and the gore, there is the t-shirt. And it says, how's your pork? Oh, no. And onlookers are continuing to gather around you. They're, they're shouting things like, someone shot him and ran away. And he was just walking down the street. And well, where did that guy go? And what a shame. And then somebody says, maybe he was talking about things he shouldn't. 
That was from behind you. When you turn and look, there are several people behind you. You have no idea who said. I think we should go to the bookstore, regardless. What if the guys there? Yeah, but I have things I want to look up. Maybe we should check his pockets. <laughs> well, there's a big crowd around him. By now, <laughs> by now security has arrived. I don't know. By now, security has arrived. Here's what we know about Busk. He wants to blow things up and he's a petty thief. Yes. No doubt. I'm a thief. No I still want to go to the bookstore. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to wait around for security. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially that we, we probably aren't <laughs> looking the best. Right? So, um... And you guys just beat up three people. <laughs> I, I beat the first guy. Mm-hmm. It's, um... As you work your way down just a few more doors, you see it. You do see a sign that, as soon as I get to it, I can read it to you. Um, that says "used and rare books." Books. Okay. Rare. I would like to. Let's go in. Yeah. Okay. There is an old gaunt guy behind the desk, and he's got um, that Leopold-style gray hair that kind of stops at his shoulders, and he just looks above his glasses and says, Hello. Okay. Can, uh, I'd, I'd like to kind of browse the section and see what's available. Okay. So you all are just going to look around a bit? Yeah, we're going to split up. I want to see, I want to see if I can find a book an encyclopedia or something about. So I, I would be curious if I could find anything about the Doodles Corporation and anything that might have any hints about brain water. Okay. I want to look for books about explosives and how to. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you open your mouth, I know it's going to be. <laughs> but the guy behind the desk is impressed either way. He, uh, he's impressed that there's people who still want to look at books. Um, and, um, he says that, uh, uh, he, he says that, uh, these days with the high tech, um, people would just rather go to the Infomatrix Cafe and find out anything by just a few keywords. I prefer the slow way, the context, the original insights and intricacies of language by the authors themselves, all that Data on the Infomatrix is all stripped and itemized and categorized and homogenized. And I think maybe all the facts are there, but you lose the meaning of the facts. I think I'd be willing to ask him to help me find books that would relate to those things. Me too. Okay. Um, he would say that... Um, uh, he's never heard of Brainwater. Okay. Um, as far as Dulos Corporation, um, he says that uh, most of the books in here are very old. You'd be better off going to the Infomatrix for that sort of information. Alright, let's, maybe we should go check out the Infomatrix. What about the explosives? <laughs> uh, there would be plenty of books on explosives. If you had stolen the guy's card like you originally wanted, I'm sure you could have purchased one. 
bought it there. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have let that much happen. <laughs> I told you there were credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like my credit card, if someone yeah. uses it, I can go and see a history and of it. And then they'll know who bludgeon those guys. And you can like see like where purchases were made. And they can cancel it. So he says, just next door is the Infomatrix Info Cafe. Okay. And so then I would like to go there and look up those topics. Okay. Tell me what you want. Well, hang on. In the Infomatrix Cafe, there are tablets at a counter. And um, free Infomatrix, I can't find it, so I'm just going to have to wing it. Free Infomatrix use, you are limited to five minutes. If you want unlimited time, buy something. What do you want to hear about first? Yeah, Dulos Corporation. And okay. maybe we should just at least check the latest news so we know what the scandal is about. It doesn't have news on it. Okay. What do you want from me? I only have so much time to write. When you look up the Dulos Corporation, yeah. it says a small company that mainly deals in trade between systems. They have dozens of ships running nonstop runs on pretty much every trade route. They are rapidly. Oh, this is the wrong entry. Oh dear. There's the entry I needed. I am so sorry. Okay. Dulos Corporation. Shipping company in the Felbring subsector. Headquartered on the planet Nellius. Founded 112 years ago. Freight shipping, speculative trade. Recent decades have seen them branch into many diverse business ventures. Dulos Corporation has an unusual reputation for their policy of only hiring people who agree to contract until retirement and the requiring of wiping all personal memories of their employees upon hire. This procedure, while not specifically illegal, is virtually unheard of outside of certain government jobs and extreme psychological trauma cases where rehabilitation therapies have failed to restore quality of life. How much time do we have left on our first five minutes? Not much. So I would, I'm curious about looking up Brainwater. No match. Um, I should not be telling you this much. I tried to include it in the previously on so that you guys would get it. Jex said, when you asked him what that water was, he says, I, we just call it Brainwater. So you don't actually know the name for it. Mm -hmm. um, the time's up. We're going to have to call it there, guys. But I did want to ask the question, what do you guys make of the crazy guy? Oh, uh, he was... I think he was on to something. We could have found out some valuable information. Yeah, and since he's dead with a shotgun to the fake... I bet it's like a big hole. Yeah, his, the front of his head looks like raw hamburger. Ugh. So the guy came across as crazy, and that's the way I was hoping you guys would read him as crazy. Don't even bother listening to him. Does anybody remember any details about him? 
He was not clean. Where is he that? Snow. He said he didn't take baths because he hears voices in the drains. Mm -hmm. He's... A camouflage pants. Camouflage pants, a jerk. What's your fork? <laughs> alien. Yeah. yeah. He's stuck. He listed several corporation names. He's stuck. Including... Yes. And he said he was gonna blow the lid off this whole thing. But it failed. Anybody remember any more of his physical description? He was stuck. Yeah. Black hair. Oh. Um, did he have something in his ear? Given his ear pierced or something. I remember. He was missing an ear. Yeah, he was missing. Missing an ear. His left ear. And it was not a clean incision, I said. It so he like, ripped it off himself. Looked like it had been chewed off, is what the description said. So he probably took his own ear off so he didn't have that thing in it. And we'll call it there, and we'll pick it up in two weeks. <laughs> oh my. You guys did great. Four, three weeks. Four, three weeks. I gotta shake everybody's hand. Good job, everybody.